Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the North Fort Worth podcast. I'm your host, Josh Boyd, and I'm joined this afternoon, this Wednesday afternoon, by Pastor Stephen Lowry. Pastor Stephen, it's great to have you with us. Good to be with you again on a Wednesday. On a Wednesday. Why not? Tuesday. Yeah, I, I have to plead that I'm the cause of the delay. Last uh, yesterday afternoon, I had the joy of getting to go to the dentist office. And those of you listening know, you, you just look forward to those experiences. It did, however, uh, require us to push uh, our uh, podcast into Wednesday. I appreciated Josh's flexibility to accommodate that. Of course. Well, you actually got done pretty close to time but we felt like we'd be well rushed. i don't uh, want everyone to think that yeah, it was <laughs> my mind was kind of uh I, when i went to the dentist i thought i was going to have some major issues so i was prepared to get a shot you know to numb my gums and i, I thought it could be comical if we actually did a podcast yeah, with me struggling to speak yeah, mumbling uh, through the but since script. that was my expectation I, my mind was not set uh, for a, a podcast yesterday and so Again, I appreciate Josh's flexibility to allow us to bring it to you on a Wednesday afternoon. Uh, I'm sure our wide audience was just heartbroken yeah, yesterday that they couldn't, hear us. couldn't to listen hear to us. It swoon, was such yeah. a setback. Yeah, well, we are grateful that we're able to record again today uh, on a Wednesday, the 21st. Um, and, and it's been, we had a great weekend this we past did. weekend. Um, uh, you want to share just maybe the, the last insight you shared with us in both services from your sermon? Well, if you've been participating with us online, we're presently moving through the Gospel of Mark. And um, I'm personally being encouraged just as we've been reflecting on uh, the testimony that he supplies. And the, the final appeal that I made Sunday really is based upon the example of Jesus. Uh, we, we looked at a life in the day of the Son of God where uh, Mark lays out for us the flow of a Sabbath day on Jesus' part, but then it, he adds that then the, early the next morning, having experienced such a full day, uh, the Lord withdrew to a quiet place to pray, uh, to reconnect, I think, in a spiritual way with the Father. And my comment was, you know, if we see that in Jesus being modeled for us, and I think it was a pattern with Jesus, uh, shouldn't we as his followers embrace that same pattern that uh, we understand how our minds and our hearts can be drawn in so many different directions. And yeah. it, it, it just helps us to pause as the day starts and to refocus upon the Lord and to seek his influence so that we move into the day, not so much being driven by the circumstances around us, but being able to, to bring Christ's influence into those circumstances. So uh, as I closed out the services on Sunday, my appeal was let's, Let's make sure as we start a day uh, to give the Lord an opportunity to renew our hearts as we yeah. move into the day. Well, we launched also on Sunday. If you watched with us online or if you were in person, uh, we spoke very briefly about it in the traditional service. And then, Pastor Stephen, you mentioned it in the contemporary service as I well. Um, a new kind of uh, initiative that we're, that we're launching. We launched it Sunday, and we're calling it the, the Hybrid Church Assessment. And that's... A, kind of a big phrase. <laughs> yeah, it actually sounds a little odd, doesn't it? <laughs> the uh, hybrid word. church assessment. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's based upon something that as a congregation, at least as a leadership team, we've begun to engage with uh, the Barna organization is well known for their ability to 
to do uh, nationwide surveys and research on behalf of the church and uh, they've been a real help, I think, to the church. Yeah, so we the, use Barna then for yes. You know, we've used them, I guess, in the past for things. Yeah, or for, I personally have. Uh, they regularly conduct surveys, both inside the church and outside the church, to to help us better understand uh, what are the trends when it comes to sure. lifestyles and faith. And uh, as you think about the pandemic, uh, they've been trying to to help us better understand. What's happened over the last 13 months and how is it influencing the church today and how might it influence the church tomorrow? Well, one of the ways that it certainly has impacted the church in the present is uh, congregations from the East Coast to the West Coast were forced to find ways to connect with their congregations online when the government largely shut us down. And so uh, as this online experience developed, it opened up new doors and new possibilities. And now, as we're, we're praying on the back end of the pandemic, uh, Barna's trying to, to help church leaders assess, okay, w- what is the path going forward? And that's what this uh, collab is about. They're trying to bring churches like ours and leaders together to talk about, okay, what have you been experiencing in in regard to an online service and an on-campus service? And as you look at the near future, uh, what is it that you're trying to do? So they're they're trying to to yeah. coach us toward being, I think, more deliberate and strategic. Yeah, and this is one of the most collective things that Barna has done. I mean, since I have been aware of Barna over the last I don't know eight years or so, mm-hmm. um, this is quite a broad thing that they're doing, especially uh, with churches. They, they've been, they've invited a lot of churches to participate in in the collab. And there's churches from, I mean, quite literally all over the world. Um, it's primarily yes. the U.S., but I mean, even last week we had people uh, from from overseas, from Europe that were watching. And across denominational us. wise, yes, this isn't yes. a, a Baptist emphasis by any means. Uh, they are bringing together uh, followers of Christ to just ask a, a very valid question. How is the pandemic affected how we do church and how should it influence us as we move toward uh, the future and uh, as we participated last Tuesday in the collab uh, again I was encouraged just to, to begin to think through some of the information there were some parts of the information that they provided but it was a little discouraging uh, yeah. as you begin to deal with some of the hard numbers of of what the pandemic uh, has caused within the church. Especially the, the disconnect we can yeah, expect. You yeah. know, kinda in, no one knows exactly what to expect because we're still in, you know, in some form and fashion, we're still in the pandemic. But, I mean, like you said, it, just discouraging numbers of what people... Well, for example, as you're wondering, well, what was so discouraging? Well, Barna, they conducted a broad survey of the nation uh, pre-pandemic, and they were just assessing... Uh, the level of involvement that people had in their local congregations. So they had that data based upon a pre-pandemic experience. And then, uh, I guess it was about six months into the pandemic, they did a survey to then analyze how have things changed. And based on their broad research, what they discovered was that during the pandemic, the first six months of the pandemic, you had roughly 20% of active membership completely disconnect from their local church, uh, where prior to the pandemic, they had been participating uh, at least 
on some level regularly. But during the pandemic, according uh, to Barna's survey, uh, you had one in five that did not connect with their church online or on campus at all. So uh, in that window of time, again, just think of it in terms of percentage, you had 20% of local congregations just, I guess, yeah, turn away. And that to me was disheartening. Um, now, uh, they did go on to say that as they begin to interview some of those that had dropped out, uh, would they be returning? And, and there was a good number that said sure. when things get back to normal that they would return. Well, here's the challenge there. When are things going to get back yeah. to normal and what is normal? And so uh, here you have 20% of a local church's membership during the first six months of the pandemic just uh, for whatever reason decide that they did not want to remain connected to what that local church yeah. was doing. And I guess as a pastor, as I looked at our congregation, I began to wonder within myself, again, has that happened with us? Who are those individuals and what could we do better to try to appeal to them and connect with them in a way that would help them uh, once more rediscover community with us? And this, this idea of hybrid church, when we say that phrase, what we're talking about is meeting both in person. We're offering ministries, offering worship gatherings in person, and we're also offering, uh, we may we maybe not want to do carbon copies of those things, but we're um, congruent in the things that we're doing, you know, online. So we, we may not have an exact offering, a copy of what we're offering in person online, but in most things, we want to have an accessibility to, to something online for people. That's what we, that's what we mean when the we say The hybrid is a blending church. Um, of, of online and on-campus sure. experience. And certainly churches all across the country were forced to an online-only approach for yeah. about two months, three months. Uh, that was true here at No Fort Worth. Well, and even if uh, I can speak to this for a second, yeah. while we're, I mean, this is, we're talking about April. We started this survey on Sunday and we've had just shy of 200 responses so far on the survey, which is great. Thank you so much. If you submitted an assessment, we, I mean, that's invaluable information to us and will be so helpful and beneficial in, in how we're going to do things here in the next few months. And really for us to get an idea on where we stand in comparison to the rest of the nation um, and how things are going, even in the rest of the churches in our area. Um, but at, in April, I mean, we're talking this past weekend. So sure. from Sunday to today, um, Sunday to Wednesday, 56% of people responded um, in the assessment that they primarily attended church in person. And 40% responded that they attend digitally. That's huge. I mean, we're this far in the pandemic and we still have that goes to show, I think, how vital a, some sort of hybrid ministry effort is to our church. Specifically, we don't really know. where the leaders of, of Barna. Uh, Tom Rayner is another kind of researcher of church ministry and trends. Uh, all of them are pointing to the, the likelihood that uh, this combination of on-campus, online experience is not something that's going to go away, that you're going to have a percentage of the population that will remain connected to the church in almost exclusively in an online yeah. format. And if that's true, and again, only time's going to prove whether that's a, a true proposition or not, but if that's true, then what they're trying to help church leaders to, to do is to begin to visualize, okay, if 
because of COVID or other reasons, people feel uncomfortable joining in an on-campus experience, then how do you make disciples? How do you connect with them? How do you build community uh, through an online format? And so uh, through the collab that Josh and I are participating in, as well as uh, uh, most of our ministry team, uh, we're trying to, to begin to, to prayerfully think about that, talk about that, and to look for fresh ways to apply uh, the yeah. insight that we gain. So one of the things we're going to touch on, we're just going to kind of look at a few key indicators here with uh, the survey, and then mm-hmm. we can kind of break down things, and uh, maybe we will have some more to say about that. But um, the first thing we wanted to talk about is, so this, there's this question, question number four that happens on the assessment, and it's, do you struggle to focus during our online church services? And we had 64% say uh, no, they don't struggle to, to focus during our online church service. 27% said yes. I think this is a great response. And to be to be real honest, when I first read this question on Sunday, um, I read the question as 64% of people said that they, they struggled, struggled. <laughs> to, yeah. to focus during our online church services. You know, I wish they would have included in the survey the same question with regard to on-campus experience. No because I, I would suggest to you that there will be a a group of people even in a a campus worship service that might find their minds distracted and so it's not exclusively i think a problem with an online experience but there's it's harder potentially to stay as focused especially if you're watching on a computer screen which a lot of our members uh, simply are doing that as compared to projecting it onto their television screen that uh, i can see how that may be a little bit yeah. more difficult to stay connected no with. So, Pastor Stephen, what do you think people that are in person, that are attending in our congregation, maybe even pre-COVID, how did people show that they were engaging here at North Fort Worth? How did, what was a, what was a telltale sign? Maybe something like uh, taking notes during a sermon. I mean, what are some things where you can tell that people are engaging with what you're well, doing? Well, I don't want to make people suddenly feel uncomfortable, but you know, when, when you're on the platform looking out, yes, we do kind of observe <laughs> When you're checking out, and and again, I can I can see uh, as I look out at at the congregation where some maybe are not as connected with what I'm saying as others. And is that a kind way of saying that? No, that's great. Uh, and and so uh, again, I think that happens in an on-campus experience. Yeah. Um, but uh, I and do it, appreciate that I can see how it's a little bit more challenging. Uh, to, to stay as focused and, and tuned in when you're watching something on a, on a computer screen. So I want to offer a tip to this for online viewership. And I struggle with the same thing. Um, and I, I host, I watch, I watch you twice in person and twice online every Sunday. Bless your heart. Um, so I'm so sorry. <laughs> when, when we host so a, a lead worship, come back to the video booth and host the <laughs> online stream. And uh, Taylor Gaskins and Rhonda Cravens do an awesome job hosting those services as well with us. And one of the things that the three of us try to coach people on the most when they're engaging with the online, I said engaging with the online uh, platform or our online services, the key to engaging and being more engaged and being more focused in the online church service is to engage and to, yeah. to simply, even if it's leave a comment that says, Hey, so-and-so is watching, you know, with, when, with an online platform, you can't give someone a high five or a handshake or a hug and tell them, Hey, I'm so glad to see you. Um, you can't do those things that you could in person, but you can say, Hey, I'm so glad you joined 
joined us today or I invited my friend. Tell us about those things. Tell us when you invited someone. Tell us when your friend that you invited is watching. Uh, tell us that you're so glad to be with us online. And that may seem so cheesy to people, but I promise those kind of interactions will help you focus more. Um, and so one of the things that I would suggest is watch from a laptop. Um, maybe sit at your, your kitchen table or your coffee table and just have your laptop there. Maybe if you, you live in a household where there's multiple people watching, maybe you all want to have a device. Maybe you all want to watch from maybe watch from the TV so you can hear it and then you can comment on your phone or on your, your tablet or your computer or something like that. But have something where you can engage. And I don't know if people know, but if you watch on live.northfortworth.com, church online, um, that's through uh, the church online platform. If you if you watch during those, you can take notes directly into that system. You can take notes directly there and you can hear, uh, you can see, sorry, you can he- see the notes from Taylor or Rhonda or myself from Which your let sermons. Let me say, I'm so grateful for how they bring out some of the main emphases yeah. and uh, certainly uh, attempt to encourage those that are participating online to, because they don't, uh, we don't put on our um, broadcast all of the uh, emphases that sometimes are on the screens here in the sure. worship center. And so they do a fabulous job of trying to, I think, help people stay focused yeah. and understand some of the key ideas. And and feel free. That, that's one of the things I would encourage to church. If you're listening and you say, man, how do I, how do I be more engaged with what's going on? How, how can I be more engaging with the online platforms or how can I focus a little more? Maybe tell us a takeaway that you had from, yeah. I know there's, a, there's been a few Sundays here recently where I've commented. That was a great point. That reminds me of this scripture passage. Feel free to comment those kinds of things. Those are the kind of, that's, that's where I think online church gives you more flexibility then and there's pros and cons to both right especially right. during a pandemic but that's one thing that you can't do during a service you can't walk to the person next to you and say hey that was a great point pastor Stephen just yeah. made this reminded me of that scripture but you can do that no pressure online you can type that it takes 10 seconds right and you haven't missed anything um, you can type that in right there as we're going in the service and people we're going to engage with that too you're going to help uplift uh, lift someone else up by that comment and, and be bold enough to do it now there used to be a day in Baptist church life when uh, the congregation participated even more with the sermon I grew up in an environment where you would hear periodic amen or you know uh, one of the first churches that I served as a young minister uh, we had a gentleman in, in the congregation that was very engaging in talking to to the person on the platform which again I didn't see as a distraction at all uh, and but again you don't see that in a typical service on yeah. campus I would love to see a greater level of interaction in our online experience yeah. I, I do think it helps you stay focused no doubt so Pastor Stephen did North Fort Worth have any before the COVID-19 pandemic did we have any sort of um, digital options hybrid options not. so we, it was in person only we all we provided uh, was later in the week after a service was be an audio file of a sermon uh, we like did, a podcast yeah type yeah format. so uh, the pandemic pushed us toward this new frontier right. of ministry and I'm thrilled by that uh, some have wondered uh, as we see more and more people come back onto campus if we're going to just stop doing what we're doing and let me once more reassure everyone no, no we believe that what's happening online is 
creating a, a new opportunity for us yeah. to to interact with people, to share the hope that we have in Christ with people. So we're not going to be going backwards. If anything, uh, we're going to be praying now, Lord, how do we take it even to another level? Yeah. One of the things I wanted to touch on, and you, you can comment however you would like on this, Pastor Stephen, I'm, I, I will leave it up to you. But we asked a question on the assessment. Did, did your experiences during the COVID-19 pandemic make you more open to the idea of digital church in the future? We had 51% answer yes, and 38, sorry, so that was 51% yes, and 49% either said no or I don't know. How do do you take that? I'm actually encouraged by that, uh, particularly since we didn't have any online presence prior to COVID, that uh, half of our congregation recognizes the potential value. And it reaches, I think, across generations. We've had some of our older membership that... Uh, even before COVID had become less able to attend because of some physical limitations. And now because of our service, they're able to join us every single week. And so uh, they now feel a greater part of the congregation, even though uh, given COVID aside, they weren't able to attend and now they're able to participate. Then it certainly has allowed for us, I think, to make Uh, some inroads with our younger families during the pandemic where there were concerns about children and exposures to the virus that we've been able to provide a resource to families to worship at home and and the benefit of that. So uh, I'm thrilled to see that half of our church still understands the importance of what we're doing. And I I just suspect that number actually will go up in time. Yeah, I think so too. So the next question we wanted to touch on in the last year, have you helped, have you helped lead someone into a relationship with Jesus through a digital context? Now we don't typically expect high numbers with this, especially for as short of amount of time as we've done online service. That's very new to the culture here at North Fort Worth, but check this out. Seven people said that they helped lead someone into a relationship with Jesus through a digital context. That's exciting. We need to know who you are. If that was you, you got (laughs) to tell us that that is huge. That's and I would, huge news. I would say, you are literally breaking the statistics of hybrid church. Like that kind of stuff doesn't typically happen. But seven people responded to that. That's huge. I mean, it, it's a testimony to how God's working through a hardship. Yeah. And even uh, as I look at how I've approached my preaching and teaching on Sundays um, uh, during the course of the pandemic, I'm much more consistent in making a gospel appeal uh, because I. I am anticipating God's going to bring our service across someone's path online that, um, again, it may be a random thing, yeah. only the That's Lord knows. Prayer. Yeah. But because of that, I try more frequently to interject a, a, a gospel appeal, just encouraging people to, to cry out to Jesus, to let him be the difference in their life. And, and only the Lord knows, uh, ultimately, the, the way that that will affect someone's life. And I pray uh, in all dimensions of our church, from our membership to, to our collective efforts online, that we'll, we'll keep looking for those ways just to, to point someone to, to a faith response in Jesus Christ. And uh, so we'll wrap up with this next question here. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I have commented on the most since I've been at North Fort Worth is how, and this is a good different, but North Fort Worth is different than a lot of other churches in the way that we encourage people to read their Bible daily, hmm. to have a daily 
time with Jesus, a daily quiet time with the Lord to read your Bible, to meditate on scripture, to spend time in prayer with the Lord, to really reflect on what the Lord is leading you to in your life. And we, we have a lot of unity. I feel like that we, we promote a lot of unity in our church with that. And I mean, we're with in a the shared reading of, plan, right? Yeah. We're in the middle of the daily uh, reading plan right now. It's, uh, today's Mark 14, mm-hmm. Mark 14 today. It was. Um, a very moving chapter in Mark's gospel. So the question that we asked on the assessment is, in the last year, how frequently have you read the Bible? And we had 55%, which is something to celebrate, by the way. This is big. 55% uh, of people said that they read their Bible daily. That's big. Mm-hmm. I, I think so. But the other side of that coin is the rest of <laughs> the rest of that 100% did not yeah, read their 45. Bible. Now, again, you could calculate into that. Maybe some people read uh, three or four days Maybe a week. Maybe even six times a week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, depending on how they interpreted sure, uh, the, sure. the literal meaning of the question. But, uh, I mean, personally, as I shared with you yesterday, I'm encouraged to, to see the 55%. Yeah. And uh, to and me, I, that, can, I can break it down even further. Sure. 20% did not read their Bible once a week, less than once a week. Which, again, I'm sad for them. Uh, I'm not disappointed. No, 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 not at all. Uh, but I'm sad for them. I, I remember I shared with you earlier this morning, Josh, that uh, when the pandem- pandemic started, one of the things that God impressed on my heart early on was to try to be as active and consistent in bringing people into a daily Bible reading so that they could have personal encounters with Christ. There were so sure. many things going uh, on around uh, so many uncertainties and I, I, I believed that if I could lead people into a, a more personal, consistent, active re- reading and reflection on God's word that God himself would bring a spiritual stability into their lives in a way that could reassure them. And, and by the way, I think that happened. I, I think as we move through the, the most stressful period of time, those early months, as we were reading together and reflecting together, I do believe God was able to reassure people and to encourage people. But uh, as we continue to move toward the future, my prayer is that that 55% can move toward 75% and toward 80%, that that all of us would come to recognize uh, the personal benefit of starting a day, not by proving oneself religious by reading a Bible reading, but by opening their their eyes of faith to the Lord, first of all, and then allowing the Bible to become a means through which God speaks to the heart. And yeah. so um, I'm, I'm praying for wisdom uh, moving toward the future, and, and I look for fresh ways that we can uh, get people connected in doing that. Yeah, like we said, not a disappointment at all, but an encouragement for us to share with you. Now, we're still waiting to hear, uh, again, we're participating in a nationwide survey uh, as you have shared in our local example of that i'm very interested to see what other churches are indicating i'm curious given how strongly that we have emphasized that as you noted if maybe even the 55 is is above average in in terms of the level of daily um, i'd be willing to bet it is yeah 
Yeah. And we, we say all of that to just encourage you. There are opportunities for you to, I mean, other than opening the Bible and reading, you don't have to do any work. It's hard. And we've, we've made the plan. It's available. It's ready for you. And most of it coincides with, uh, we learned from the I am series. It was so crazy how God lined up so many. And we didn't plan that. We didn't, (laughs) we didn't look at the readings and say, okay, what sermon would, what I am statement would work best here. It just naturally worked out that way. And it's the same thing is happening. Yeah. We started the series in Mark and and then we started the the Friday before we started reading in Mark. And again, people, uh, maybe give me too much credit that I'm really coordinating these issues. No. no, I mean, it was just, it was almost comical. I was going to look at this. This is kind of cool to see how God works to bring yeah. things together. There's ways for you to be uh, engaging in a way with your relationship with Christ that, that can happen every day. And like I said, the work's already been done for you. So we want to encourage you in that as much as we can, as strongly as we can emphasize that get in the Bible every day. And again, to kind of come full circle as I we started the podcast. Jesus, I think, modeled the priority of reconnecting with the Lord. Uh, when he drifted, sure. uh, withdrew to find that private place to pray, it, it was as much about communion and I think renewal of focus as anything. And and that's what we want our Bible readings to be. Uh, yeah. We want it to be a way where we're just saying to the Lord sincerely, I, I just I want to enter the day with you in faith. I, I want to be reminded of your wisdom through your word and so speak and help me to grow in my understanding of you well church we're we're grateful that you stopped by this afternoon to listen to this episode um again it's april 21st it's a wednesday tonight we have wednesday night activities going on where we we do we're we're ready to roll gonna bring a lesson in our study of proverbs again you don't have to have been a part of past lessons Uh, tonight's lesson actually is going to be designed to look at god's wisdom for personal finance. Uh, We've talked about the contrast in Proverbs between generosity and greed. Today, we're going to just look at it uh, tonight, just systematically. What does the book of Proverbs teach about how we approach our finances and and how we can actually benefit as we embrace the wisdom of God about these things? And so come tonight at 630 or join us uh, tonight at 630 online. 6.30 for adults, 6.30 for students, 6.30 for children's, all happening all over the building. We hope to see you tonight, and then we'll see you again Sunday morning, 9 and 11 a.m. for traditional and contemporary worship. 